Welcome back. If this is your first time joining us here on the Catalyst 360 podcast, you've caught a bit of an unusual episode to kick things off. A few months ago, I opened up my journal, jotted down a few notes of things I'd been reading, thinking about, reflecting on, poured a cup of coffee, hit record, and just chatted a little bit. Based on the downloads, you seem to find some value in that. So we decided to continue doing this about once a month. So thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Brad Cooper, usually your host of a podcast that brings the very best in researchers, authors, athletes, coaches every week to your ears for the past 290 episodes. But today, it's just you and me chatting about a few things I hope get you wondering, wandering, and maybe welcoming. What do we have on the docket for today? Got a few notes here. The first one is overcoming gravity. What, what, what does that mean? Why does it matter? Second, why margins are so important, not just in business. The third item is the power in a 17-year-old book. And finally, a plea to those in the wellness world. So let's grab a coffee and let's see where things lead. Again, no script, just a few notes and an open mic, which I might regret in the long run. First on the docket, overcoming gravity. What, what is that all about? This is really what the wellness journey, the better than yesterday journey is all about. It's saying to ourselves, fine is not good enough. Now, sometimes it is. Sometimes you, you just want to sit on the couch and, and watch a show. It's not going to change your life, but it's fine. And fine's okay sometimes. Don't tell anybody I said that. But better is better, at least occasionally. And so how do we create that better when we have this pull from fine? I want you to picture gravity as those things that pull you into fine. So the, the pull of the earth is this idea of gravity that holds you in that current fine. And again, fine is, is fine. You're not, you're not hurting. It's not making things worse. and It's not hurting anyone else. It's just fine. But it could be better. The thrust, think of a rocket ship. It's 7.2 million pounds of thrust to escape the earth's gravitational pull. But then once it's outside of that gravitational pull, it doesn't take as much to move forward. And, and we're the same way. Once we get past that initial, then it takes less to continue to move forward. So there's the gravitational pull and there's the thrust potential. And that's what I want to briefly run through here is, is what we can do in each one of those to improve our lives. The gravitational pull, how do we decrease that? What is that thing that's pulling you down? I'll, I'll just use an example. Let's say Susanna and I have a choice of let's sit on the couch and watch a show or let's load up the Jeep, throw the grill in the back and go have a picnic up the canyon. You hear those two and you're like, Coop, that's an easy choice. Is it though? Yeah, outside of gravity, it's an easy choice. Of course, do the picnic up the canyon. Gravity's, I mean, it pulls. We're tired. We work some long days and sit on the couch. It may not be as engaging, as fun, as healthy for our relationship and growing us as a couple, but it's a pretty good choice when you're tired out, right? So that's the gravity piece. And then the thrust is what gets us moving. So whatever it is that you're thinking about, whether it's an exercise routine or an evening activity or a class you want to take, Whatever that is, we've got two things we're dealing with here. One is the gravitational pull of fine. 
The other is creating that thrust. And I think that's where we miss the mark is thinking it's one or the other. The habit experts like Dr. Woods and Dr. Fogg will talk about making the better choice, the easy choice. And that is fantastic. That is beautiful. We talk about autopilot all the time on this show and how when you do the right things and you create an autopilot for that, it can enhance your life greatly. That is one of the keys. But when fine is the autopilot and we're trying to move toward better, that's where the challenge is. The two pieces, how do we decrease gravity? We make decisions when we're not tired. We make commitments when we're not tired. Big difference between decisions and commitments, isn't there? We set things in motion when we're not tired. With the picnic idea, for example, we don't, we don't wait until six o'clock, look at each other and go, do you want to, yeah, the couch sounds pretty good, right? We decide early in the day, we may load up the Jeep, get the grill on the back, get the chairs in the back, you know, all those kinds of things. So that when six o'clock comes, it's just literally walk out the door, step into the Jeep and go. It's not, oh, now we got to get food together. We need the chairs. We got to put the grill in, blah, blah, blah. So you want to reduce that gravity. If it's your extra size routine, it's having everything set up. So you wake up in the morning. You don't have to think. You don't have to find. You just literally put on your stuff and go. If it's meal, it's all available. I'm not going to go through the example. This is a wellness-focused podcast, for goodness sakes. You've got your examples. You know what you're doing. But what I'm saying is reduce that gravity. Get those, create that, making the better thing the easy choice. That's the reduction of gravity. Then there's the thrust piece. And that's where the motivation comes in. We had a question on the Catalyst Community Facebook page of, of coaches the other day of people saying, well, how do you stay motivated? And my answer was, you don't. That's not what you look for. Motivation is intended for the first 30 seconds, the first two minutes. It's not intended to last. It's the thrust. It's the thing that gets you out of that gravitational pull. And then the habit takes over. So we reduce the gravity. We make it the easy choice. And then we use that motivational stuff, whether it's music or posters or a buddy encouraging you or whatever it is, but don't expect that to last. Neither one of them by themselves are the answer. We need to reduce gravity. We need to increase the thrust. So what does that look like for you? All right, let's talk about margins next and why margins, of course, they're important for business, but they're just, if not more important in our lives. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because it's an area that I stumble in repeatedly. I'll find some fun event, a concert or sporting event or something like that. And so we do. And then I forget the fact that every time you add something, it decreases your margin. And we don't have much margin to start with. Right? I mean, none of us do. We've got stuff. We we don't want to reduce sleep. We work for a living. We want to see our kids. We want to hang out with our dog. We want to have some some downtime built in there. There's classes that we're teaching, those kinds of things. And so there's not much margin to begin with. So if we add an event of some sort, that doesn't just happen. It means we then need to reduce something else. And oftentimes that something else is our recovery time, our rest. Sometimes it may literally be sleep. But at a very minimum, it's that downtime that allows us to then be effective moving forward. It's that time that we might otherwise commit to 
journaling or sitting and reflecting about something. Now, there's a balance there, obviously. But my point in this little section is let's not forget that when we add something, we've got to take something away. And what I'm trying to do moving forward, still not very good at it, is when I pick something new that we don't normally have in our schedule, I literally look at our calendar and say, what will I eliminate? What does that mean? If we add A, what happens to B? Because it's not a freebie. You don't just add it and get four extra hours in your day. You add it and you sleep less, you eat faster, you feel like your life is compressed. So protect your margins. Maybe that's my biggest message here is protect your margins. That's that's one of the big downfalls, I believe. It's the reason in my mind that New Year's resolutions fail time after time after time because we generally make them when we're in that more open period between Christmas and New Year's. Then we wake up the first Monday back to work and we forgot that we have to commute. We work more than eight hours. We are at work during lunch. The traffic is never the way we expect. If we have kids, then there's those activities that are involved in our schedule. Yeah, like you just go down the list. That's one of the things that a, an effective coach, a well-trained health and wellness coach will do incredibly well is when someone says to them, oh, I'm going to do X, they don't let them off the hook. It's not like, yeah, I'm going to start working out three times a week. Yeah, way to go. Way to go. You're awesome. I mean, they might say you're awesome, but they'll also follow it with, oh, that sounds great. What days? Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Great. What time? Mm, there's a gym by my work, so I'm, I'm usually at work at 8. So I could get there at 6.30, work at an hour, take a shower and, and be there. Okay, cool. What are you currently doing at 6.30 on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? Well, it should work out fine on Monday, but oh, that's right. Wednesday doesn't, oh, that's right. I can't do it Wednesday. Okay, so what other option would you have for that third day? And so you, you talk that through. You're, you're moving things around. You're not just saying let's add A and pretend that B just takes care of itself because it never does unless it's in the form of stress or compression. Main message here with margins is when we add, we must take away and not in the form of that downtime. Next up, a 17-year-old book title and why it matters. I have not read this probably since it came out in 2007, but the title popped into my mind the other day. It's Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here Won't Get You There. That is really powerful. What got you here won't get you there. You never step into the same river twice because the river changes and we change. It's never the same you. It's never the same river. And the book title gets into that. Suzanne and I are very different people today than we were 31 years ago when we got married. We're very different people today than 17 years ago when we started our business. I hope I hope that we are growing older together, not simply getting older. Plus, the, the river's different. Our business is different. The culture's different. We've got to constantly be creating these new approaches, new strategies. I guess what I ask you is, well, I won't ask you if your river's changed because we know it has. So maybe I should ask you, are you tuning into the fact that your river has changed and that you have changed as you step into it? What strategies worked really well for you a decade ago that maybe aren't working anymore, but we're hanging on to them because that's the problem. They worked so well. They worked past tense. You're different. 
The river's different. What got you here won't get you there. All right, next up is my plea to everyone involved in any way in the world of health, wellness, and performance. We have gotten so off track. We've gotten lost in this click-focused world. I mean, I get it, but I'm begging you to just consider before you go down that path. I, I was out running the other day, and I came up behind this guy who had his phone set to a metronome sound. Like he had literally downloaded a metronome. And it was playing, it seemed to me, at full blast as he was running. I was super curious. So I, I slowed down next to him and I, I asked him if that was something he uses all the time. Or, and he was telling me that for the past three years, he's been working on changing his gait from a heel strike to a forefoot strike. Hmm. Three years listening to a metronome. Every time you go out and run. Folks, the data on forefoot strike versus midfoot versus rear foot, limited at best. Yes, it got a lot of attention with the Born to Run book that came out. But the continued data on this, again, minimal at best. And so he's devoted three years of running with this, frankly, annoying sound playing. And I don't know. We did that to him. We did that to him. Those of us in the health, wellness, and performance industry, we did that. Somebody wrote a blog or an article or something about how important this was, and here's the app you can download, and, and he read it. And for three years, this poor guy has been, frankly, probably ruining his runs. And he's talking about he needed to protect his joints, and he could only do that if he learned to four-foot run. And that's not questionable data. That's just bad data. Running actually makes your joints healthier. Not because you're forefoot running. Just being active like that is healthy for your joints if you don't have an injury. Somebody in our world of health, wellness, performance wrote something that got enough of this guy's attention. Anyway, it it was just sad. Basically on the heels of that was somebody making a claim about warm water and that if you Drink a glass of warm water every morning. It does all these different things. Now, there's nothing wrong with a glass of warm water if you enjoy a glass of warm water. That may be soothing. That may be relaxing. That may be your coffee replacement. It may be any number of things. But presenting it as the solution to all these different things that she listed out is ludicrous. It's just not there. Nothing wrong with it. But nothing magical either. And and I actually did reach out to her and and, and ask, if this is true, it's super interesting, could you just provide a couple links to the the claims that you're making? She responded, good for her, but not with any credible studies. They were links to some blog poster out there that was making things up, extrapolating. Folks, people listen to you. They respect you. They trust you. We've got to hold each other accountable for avoiding these extrapolations. Please, if you see posts on social media of claims that have no backing, ask for the backing. Maybe it's there. Every week we have a guest that teaches me something I didn't know. There's a lot I don't know. So it's very, very possible slash likely that I missed the study. 
but ask for the study. If the claim is outside of what we know, what you know, what I know, ask for the study. Not the blog post, not the charismatic video, the evidence-based research that backs up the claim. And if it's not there, let's stop making the claim. Well, with that, I'll take my last sip, and I guess that means it's time to wrap up. If you'd like to go for a refill, there are a couple more of these episodes back in September and August you can tap into. And by the way, I've been asked, what is my favorite coffee when recording these episodes? And that's easy. It's Redemption Roads Coffee for the Soul. No sponsorship arrangement here, but we'll pop a link into their website in the description of this podcast if you're curious. Thanks for being part of the Cattles community. If you'd like information about pursuing your MBHWSC-approved health and wellness coach certification, or if you're an employer, EAP, or complimentary wellness provider looking to integrate best-in-class coaching into your program or platform, please visit us, catalystcoaching360.com, or send us an email. It's results at the same website, so results at catalystcoaching360.com. We'll set up some time to discuss either or both. Make it a great rest of your week, and I'll speak with you soon on the next episode of the Catalyst 360 podcast, or maybe over on the YouTube coaching channel.